Hi there. This is a quick message to let our listeners know that this podcast is general financial advice only, meaning it is not specific to you, your needs, goals or objectives. So don't act on this information until you've spoken to your professional financial advisor. You'll find our full disclaimer, link to our financial services guide and website in the show notes. Just like the stock market this year, the Monroe team has seen different highs and lows in 2022. So I decided to sit down with two of the founding directors, 12 months on from our first podcast episode that we recorded with them, to look in the rearview mirror and discuss the year that was. My name is Taylor Bree Casey. Hello and welcome to the Invest in the Journey podcast. Today I'm joined by CEO Ronnie Calvert and CIO Nick Griffin. Hi guys, it's been 12 months since we last sat down to record the very first episode of the podcast and what a year it has been. It's great to have you both back. How are you both? Well, thanks, Taylor. Yeah, good. Thank you, Taylor. Ronnie, I'd love to start with um, the business as a whole. Can you give us a general update and maybe some highlights of some of the achievements the business has seen this year? Taylor, I think for me, the number one highlight for the year was um, getting our MCGG and and Munro Climate Leaders Fund uh, quoted on the Australian Stock Exchange. Um, we think it's a massive area for growth uh, in the future in terms of uh, the, the quoted products taking market share and we're really pleased to have all three of our Aussie funds on, on, on the exchange now. It's, it was a very exciting time and it's good to see them growing slowly, slowly. They're chipping away <laughs> day in, day out. Yeah. Nick, it's been a difficult year for growth equities and I think everyone listening will be aware of the challenges the investment team had to navigate this year. In terms of performance, can you talk us through what went well and perhaps some of the learnings from the year? Yeah, thanks, Taylor. Um, look, so obviously as we sit here today, we're, we're getting close to the end of 2022 and, and most of our funds are down sort of mid-teens percentage for the year. And so, so you know, first and foremost, we should say that's not that's not a great outcome and it's not the outcome we're hoping to achieve. Um, I think from our point of view, we'd obviously had a very good run there um, for, for five or ten years. Our funds were compounding, I think, at sort of, over 15% per annum at the start of this year. And, and, and from our point of view, I think the key learning for us is we, we did underestimate, you know, the transitory inflation argument. I think if I had to take one thing away, um, there's no such thing as transitory inflation. Uh, it doesn't exist. Um, the reality is as inflation comes through, the longer it hangs around, it becomes endemic. Um, I think when you think about how we came into 2022, you know, we were all trying to work out how COVID was going to go away. Uh, and in the end, COVID just went away while we all went away for Christmas. We went away, everyone got COVID, we came back, COVID was done. Um, and it was that point it became clear that that um, that inflation was going to be a problem and that, that, that central banks were miles behind on interest rates. Uh, we thought we were quite well positioned coming into the year in terms of in, in, in big cap growth stocks. Um, but in the end, that wasn't the case. Um, the, the reality is January was a difficult month for us and we lost, you know, more than half of that 15% for the year we lost in, we lost in January. Um, since then... The disciplines have kicked in, um, you know, our stop-loss protocols have kicked in, our ability to, to manage, to, to add cash to our absolute return funds have kicked in. And, and really since then, it's really just been about moving that needle, you know, slightly away from discipline or slightly away from conviction to discipline. You know, it's an it's a ever-changing environment. You need to be more disciplined. And I think our funds have, have done well through the second and third and fourth quarters. And this ultimately sets us up quite well. Um, as we, we always say at, at Monroe, it, it is a journey in growth equities. It's a journey to double-digit returns. All our funds are still doing double-digit returns since inception. Um, definitely got a little caught out in January. Since then, you know, the process has adjusted and I think this ultimately sets us up quite well for the future. 
In the starting from the start episode, we spoke about some cultural pillars uh, that were non-negotiables when starting the business. In what was a tougher year, can you talk us through how these cultural pillars have guided the team? Yeah, I'm happy to take that one, Taylor. Um, I think some of our key cultural pillars are uh, being hardworking, open, honest and committed. Um, They're the traits that we really aspire to. And I think Probably the leading example of that this year was is has been our the way that our whole investment team and and also our communications team have kind of worked together to uh, get in front of investors, do roadshows throughout Canada and Australia. Um, we've transitioned back from all Zoom type communications where we're now mixing it up in terms of in person and and uh, communicating electronically as well. And I think we've done. I think that's been a real highlight for me and I think the commitment that we've shown uh, to our investors sort of speaks to the the, the, uh, you know, the respect and value that we place in the trust that's put in us to, to manage their money. Yeah, maybe I'll just throw one thing in there. I mean, obviously we do run a partnership here at Munro and so, you know, there are multiple owners of the business, not just myself and Ronnie. There's, there's actually 11 uh, and I hope to have more as things grow. And, and that partnership, that, that's part of our cultural underpinning. And that, that you know, these, these conversations I had around stop losses and selling positions that, you know, we'd held for a long period of time and done very well out that, that shift from, from conviction to discipline, you know, the partnership really played its role there this year because um, ultimately as owners of the business, it's in everyone's interest that we don't, that we don't stick with some of these positions. And, and, and it really came to the fore when things got hard because these are hard conversations to have and, and they were hard conversations and, and the partnership and that ownership ability allowed us allowed us to have it in a very open and frank way. I think the the team has come through this year a lot closer. I feel as well. Yeah, and, and I think part of that was also being able to bring the whole team together in June this year, and and actually for for uh, Akilan and Cabby to come over from Toronto and and be with the whole team in Melbourne. You know, it's uh, so AK had been with the business for two years at that stage, and he hadn't met a whole lot of people in person and. And, and, you know, in many cases hadn't had a lot of telephone conversations as well. So he, for those guys to spend a, a whole week here, you know, going to an AFL match, going to Queen's birthday. Um, and, you know, it was a combination of social and then we, we you know, the, with the culmination being the, uh, our, our off-site retreat down at, uh, down at Lawn, it was a real highlight for the year as well. Definitely a highlight for me too. Nick, back to you. The investment team recently had their pit stop uh, where the team plans for the year ahead. What were some action points that you landed on for next year? Yeah, thank you. So, so the pit stop is, <clears throat> you know, when you work in investments and maybe some people listening can can um, can sort of sympathise with this, you know, you, you are just going round and round and round, quite frankly, on a track constantly, um, trying to find a good idea, trying to invest in it, trying to, trying to take those earnings upgrades and then ultimately trying to exit or stick with it as, as long as it continues. And so the pit stop is just that. It's like, what do we need to tune up here? What can we do? Let's just stop for a little while and, and check in on our process. Um, from our point of view, the, the key learnings for us this year was really our core holdings that actually caused, you know, the, the vast majority of that, that, that the, the losses for the year or, the, or the, the more than 10% we've lost this year. Things that we've held for a really long time. Uh, like we've owned Amazon for a decade. We, you know, NVIDIA is a top 10 position in the fund. Um, and so the key learning for us is to, you know, to recognise even in the companies that we've liked the most that, that things may have changed. Um, and so we really drilled down on that stop-loss process and, and how we can make it tighter and make it better um, and how we can make the conversations around those stop-losses more meaningful so we can act on them in, in a more meaningful way. That, those were the main things. The other things are just things we've been working on for a while, like integrating ESG into our processes, uh, improving our hedging outcomes, 
uh, improving our short selling outcomes. But those, those, those were the key action points that came out of the pit stop this year. And I think everyone will be keen to hear what your outlook is for 2023. Can you give us some insight and how do you think the portfolio is prepped for this? Yeah, so 2023 for growth equity invest. Well, 2022 was like a bad year for growth equities, you know. And and as I said, look, while we're not happy with the outcome that we've got this year, you know, a lot of growth equity managers have had a significantly worse outcome. You've had a you've had a dot com style crash in in the Nasdaq um, in 2022, and that's ultimately going to be a wonderful opportunity for us. Um, did we manage that perfectly? No, um, but but post the first quarter, I think we've managed it pretty well. I know it's not a perfect picture, but I think it actually sets up really well for us as we go into next year. Um, from our point of view, the outlook for next year is, is we're getting near the end of this. Um, you know, we've, we've pointed to three things that you're going to need to happen to call the bottom of the bear market. The first is, is we need long-term interest rates to peak, and, and that's clearly what we underestimated in January. You know, rates went from one all the way to five in one year. Like, that's huge. It was the biggest market of – biggest year of bond losses on record. Um, that bit's now largely done. So the good news is is the, the kryptonite that's been affecting multiples is, is, is wearing off. I.e. rates can't go much higher than this. Um, the second thing that's good is, you know, you've had about a year of a bear market. That's about normal. So, so we are getting close to normally when these things, the macro starts to stop affecting stock. And it's really the third one we're still worried about, which is earnings downgrades. Um, the market has had the opportunity to price in the earnings downgrades. Uh, it's chosen not to this year. Um, the earnings downgrades we think are clearly coming. Um, and so from our point of view, while 2023 is going to look a lot better than 2022, clearly, because two out of three things are in our favour here, um, that third one's still probably to play out and it's going to play out in the, probably in the first and second quarter. So we think you're three to six months away from, a, from an all-clear environment um, and it's still actually a much better environment than it was at the start of 2022. And so from our point of view, we might start the year a little bit conservative but, but definitely build into it. And ultimately, we think this sets up as on a, on a five-year view as, as a great opportunity because most of our asset class is washed out and we've got cash and just couldn't be more excited about the opportunities on a medium-term view that are, that are starting to come up here. So, Nick, you talk about some exciting opportunities to invest and you have cash to deploy. Where are some areas that you're looking to put that money in 2023? So, it's important probably for people to think about the fact that just because, you know, you know, tech was the last boom and, and tech has now sold off massively, is tech going to be the first thing to bounce back? And, and, and we think probably not. Um, our incremental dollars are now really moving towards decarbonisation and the climate opportunity, which we think is an emerging opportunity, an emerging megatrend. Uh, they're moving to areas like, like healthcare. Um, there are some things within technology that have, that have sold off dramatically, like semiconductors that we still like. But I think it's important to, to stress to people that, you know, we have just been through this, this great bull market for growth investing and a lot of it was tech-dominated. Um, but that's probably over now and, and it peaked out at COVID. And, and so now that period, of the, that part of the market has to go through a lot of rationalisation. And as we look at growth investing going forward, you know, we, it's going to be much more diverse opportunities and you're going to hear us talk, as I said, a lot more about climate, a lot more about healthcare, and, and that's where the marginal dollars are going today. And, and that's obviously where we see the big earnings upgrades in next year and the year after. So, so that's, that's, it's important to people just to think about those diverse opportunities rather than maybe the one-dimensional way things were before for growth pre-COVID. Finishing on a lighter note, what are your New Year's resolutions for 2023? Do you want to go first, Nick, or me? No, you go first, Ronnie. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Taylor, uh, uh, ta- uh, like I don't normally think about New Year's resolutions until about the 31st, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe often the, on the 1st of I'm January. I'm getting in a bit early. Yeah, so I'm, 
I actually, I'm thinking of doing something a little obscure in, in 2023. And so I used to do, so during COVID, um, uh, my youngest daughter was quite keen on chess at the time and we were um, doing chess lessons together. And I was actually starting to slowly catch up to her in terms of her chess. And, and I, I'd quite like to, um, to, re, uh, to get back into doing some chess lessons. Um, so that's something I'll probably do at, at some stage during 2023. We have quite a few good chess players at the office, so you'll have to, you know, scratch up your skills and get in. I think get, get a bit of practice yes. first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nick, how about you? Oh, look, I mean, yeah, obviously when performance isn't great, you can get a bit frustrated. Um, you know, I think for me, and this is a lot what we talked about at the pit stop, um, for me my New Year's resolution is to just to, to, to enjoy the process a bit more. Um, the reality is you can get very fo- outcomes focused in, in this business and, and particularly when the outcomes aren't quite what you're looking for. Um, but from our point of view, you know, the outcomes or, or, or the place you're getting to, the, you know, the end destination, you actually never get there. Um, it is actually a process that you're going through and you may as well enjoy that process. And if you focus on the process, then the outcomes take care of themselves. And so from my point of view, I, 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 I really enjoy what I do. Uh, and I, I really enjoy the investing part of what I do and, and I just want to focus on that a lot more and, and let the outcomes take care of themselves. So so it's really just, um, yeah, investing in the journey, I suppose. You're I was going to say. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Beat me to it. Thank you both for, for taking the time today to talk through the year that was and also the year ahead. I'm very much looking forward to conquering 2023 altogether. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for having us. That brings us to the end of the episode. From the whole team at Monroe Partners, we'd like to thank you for your ongoing support. We want to wish everyone a safe and happy festive season and look forward to reconnecting in the new year with season two of Invest in the Journey podcast. The information provided by Munro Partners is general information and is for educational purposes only. The podcast is not intended to include or constitute as financial product advice. You should obtain independent advice from a licensed professional advisor before making any investment decision. The views held by Munro Partners are current at the time of recording and are subject to change. Information about the Munro Funds is available at munropartners.com.au. Munro Partners is a corporate authorised representative of Munro Asset Management Limited, AFSL 480509.